When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential. If you are new here, then welcome. And if you're returning, then hello. I'm so excited and happy to have you here. And today we are going to learn about chronotypes. So I recently have been learning about the power of chronotypes when discovering Dr. Michael Bruce and his book, The Power of When. I would highly, highly suggest checking it out. I am really enjoying it. I'm learning a lot, actually, and just kind of understanding our body's chemistry and our natural circadian rhythms to help us to really get the most out of our own time. So you might be thinking, yes, I'm applying all these techniques, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, I'm really trying to push forward here, I'm trying to do my best, but did you think about the times of when you should do that? So that's what we're going to focus on with this episode. We are going to learn when is the best time for us to take advantage of being productive, to take advantage of certain portions of the day that we can get the most out of because we all have different circadian rhythms, different internal clocks. And I was really fascinated by this because this is something I never thought of before. I've heard of the night owl and the early risers or early birds, but I just thought that was more of a preference. Like, oh, you just like to get up early or you like to fall asleep late. You know, I didn't really think that it was something that was scientific or psychological or genetic or anything by that means. And so by learning more about this, it made a lot of sense. And so when I learned about the fact that as people, we have different clocks, I was like, whoa, we do really? (laughs) Because if you think about it, going back to more of our ancestral times where we had more of a community of people that had to really, you know, take care of themselves. We we're more vulnerable to predators, to people stealing, to any type of other beings taking advantage of us. And so we had to be on alert. As you know, I am definitely 100% behind the fact that as humans, we are designed to survive, to live, to progress, to evolve, and to grow, as opposed to always being in a state of happiness. I know happiness is a big goal for many of us. However, it's the journey getting there is what actually brings us the feeling of happiness. When we accomplish things, when we, you know, take something off of our task list, when we're doing our best, when we're growing and learning and evolving is when we truly actually feel happy. And so when it came to our communities, we had different shifts. So you have someone who was the early riser, the person that got up early to go hunt because that was the best time to hunt. That's when it was the best time to capture what was needed to help 
the family or the community to survive. And then we had the night guard, the person that had to protect the group at night and also make sure that if there was a different type of whatever needed to be hunted at night, it was hunted at night or to protect the group at night is what that role was. So over time, that actually became an adaptation. And then we actually have two more individuals in between. So in between this, we have the third person who's going to kind of be in the middle. So when that early riser starts to get tired, they can't go on the entire day. They've got to come back. Well, now they come back and we have our afternoon shift person that goes out and they do whatever they need to do. Rather, it's going out and getting fruits and vegetables or whatever the case may be, or even, you know, some other type of activity they would take care of that, whether it's actually getting, you know, plants for medicinal purposes or whatever the case may be. They would be your afternoon people. So they're going to be kind of in between the total night person and the total morning person. And then we have the last one, which is going to be the person that was really more of that standby high alert type of person because all of the other ones would sleep really, really well, right? They would sleep hard and long, but then you have to have that person that's always going to be on high alert to be aware of the surroundings when everybody is sleeping, just in case to alert either of the other groups of people. So that's kind of how we've adapted over time to create these natural circadian rhythms and internal clocks that we have within us. So how does that relate to today? You know, we're not hunting, we're not, you know, out here on night guard or night shift or anything like that in that type of environment where we're afraid of something coming in to attack us. I'm sure there's still you know, a lot of communities in the world that that is still prevalent. But for many of us, we're not dealing with that type of setup. So, you know, do we still have this? Absolutely. This is passed down genetically. So it's really important to kind of learn more about this and to understand why do we feel better at certain times of the day than others? You know, why do we have certain aspirations than others? Why do we feel more irritable or more calm than others? Why? Well, it is passed down genetically. And so when I dive into these chronotypes that I'm about to go over, you will be able to find one that may resonate with you over the other. And it can really help you to learn more about yourself and to push forward from there. So when it comes to the four chronotypes, they're broken down into four different mammals because, hello, humans are mammals at the end of the day. So we have the first one, which is going to be the dolphin. We also have the second one that's going to be the lion. We have the bear and we have the wolf. And each one of these has a different circadian rhythm, a different time of day that works best for them. Um, the best time for them to fall asleep, the best time for them to wake up, all of these different things. So how does this relate to our productivity? Well, you could imagine that you might be trying to push yourself throughout the day at certain times of the day and you might run into those levels of frustration where you're not able to accomplish things you want to accomplish. And honestly, majority of it could just be the time of day that you're taking on to do those certain tasks. 
But then if you don't know that, if you're not aware of that, you may start getting frustrated with yourself. You might start beating yourself up and not feeling like you're good enough to do it. But if you know the best times to take advantage of those things, you can really, really bank on that and you can succeed and progress even more and you can take advantage of your productivity. So I would highly suggest for you to check out the book, The Power of When by Dr. Michael Bruce. Now, not only is it going to tell you the best times to wake up, the best times to go to sleep, but it also tells you the best times that you're more likely to actually fall in love, the best times to ask for a raise, the best times to write a novel or a book, the best times to brainstorm, the best times to be creative, many, many different things, the best times to work out, many different things that relate to your overall life in general. So definitely check it out because I'm not going to be able to go over the entire book right now, but I did want to touch base on just the things that stuck out to me when it came to productivity. So first we're going to break down each one, each of these chronotypes, so you can get familiar with each one and see which one resonates with you the most. Now, I want you to keep in mind that anytime we have a type of personality classification system or, you know, anything like that or psychological classification system, sometimes you might find difficulty with figuring out which one really resonates with you. And I know I did. I was like, I feel like I'm this one, but then I'm this one and then I'm that one too. I don't know. But the key here is to focus on what resonates with you the most overall. Of course, we're going to have you know, different traits and attributes that align with all the other ones because of, you know, just adapting over time and all these different things that really help us to feel, you know, like we are who we are. Let's get into it a little bit more. I just wanted to say that so you don't feel frustrated like, well, I don't feel like I'm any of these. I feel like I'm all of them. I feel like I'm two of them. Which one is it? So just keep that in mind and just focus on which one feels most comfortable to you. And also take about 30 days and kind of apply the schedule or the time frames that I'm going to mention in this episode to what you think most resonates with you and see if it benefits you in any way. You can try all of them and just see which one works and run with that. That's what I would suggest. So the first one that we have is the dolphin. Now the dolphin is going to be the person who is more of your light sleeper. They may suffer with insomnia, having difficulty with falling asleep. They might be a little bit more anxious, possibly more neurotic. It's really difficult for them to fall asleep with any types of lights on or any kind of noise or sounds. They're very, very light sleepers. So everything's got to be super, super dark, quiet, ready to go. If they have a lot on their mind, it can be really difficult for them to fall asleep and to get that peaceful rest. So that is something that a dolphin may really struggle with. But the great qualities of a dolphin is that they're highly intelligent, highly analytical. These are going to be your people that have a lot of attention to detail, possibly your perfectionist. They're going to really take note of all the little things that are happening and they are 
always going to be on alert. They're usually the best editors. They're usually best for learning things that are very tedious, all of those things, because their brain activity is very, very high. So if you think of a dolphin, we know they're super smart animals, right? But their brain activity is so active. And that's why it's difficult for them to really get that super peaceful, deep sleep, you know? Fun fact that I didn't know about dolphins is that they actually are activating two different hemispheres of their brains at the same time. So when they're asleep, only one half of their brain is actually sleeping and the other half of their brain is actually alert and it's taking in anything that might be around them, any predators or anything that may cause danger. So they have to be on high alert because when you're sleeping, you're super vulnerable. And I could imagine being a dolphin in the water and it's not like, you know, you're this shark where you're at the top of the food chain or this little tiny shrimp that can hide in a you know rock or something like that. I kind of said that as if you know you're an actual dolphin but that's the reason why Dr. Michael Bruce chose the dolphin as that type of circadian rhythm because we do have that within our population of people who are on high alert or light sleepers because they've got to be able to wake up the pack at times when need be. They also tend to prefer to work alone. They like to kind of be isolated a lot of times just because they are very active. They're overstimulated quite often. So any extra stimulation, extra people constantly speaking to them while they're trying to get work done, it can be really, really taxing on them. So that is going to be your dolphin. And dolphins make up 10% of the population. So does any of that resonate with you? Do you feel like that's you possibly? Um, a dolphin also will get about six and a half hours of sleep. So that's your time frame. If you go to bed at midnight, then naturally you're going to wake up around 6.30 a.m., especially if you're not super exhausted. But just in a natural process, if you go to bed around 10, you might wake up naturally around 4 or 5 a.m. You just can't sleep past that too long. So that would be the idea of a dolphin. And later on, after I go over all of these chronotypes, I will mention the best times for you to take advantage of your day. Now, the next one we have is going to be the lion. Now, the lion is going to be your early riser. This is going to be the person that wakes up early. They're ready to go. They are super ambitious. They are top leaders. They are that leader of the pack. They are the early morning hunters, okay? So the early riser is the person that has that high energy. And what happens is that when they wake up, their cortisol levels are so high that they just have that jolt of energy as soon as they wake up in the morning. They're ready to go. They're not, you know, like, oh, let me get up. Oh, snooze button. Oh, no. These are going to be your people that are at the top of the food chain or the top of the success chain because they just take advantage of the day. They usually get up around 5 a.m. They're ready to go and... They're super ambitious. And so usually people want to be lions, but 
it's just not in, you know, uh, everybody's genetic makeup to be a lion, unfortunately. But just because you're a lion doesn't always mean that you have the best of the best, right? You know, it's great to be a leader. It's great to be ambitious, but they may lack attention to detail. They may lack that ability to really go within and focus on themselves. They're typically very extroverted people. They're more social. So that would be your lion and lions make up about 15 to 20% of the population. Now a lion does need about seven to eight hours of rest. So where the dolphin is usually the one that has the least amount of rest, they need about seven to eight hours of rest. They're going to bed early, usually around 10 p.m. They're in bed, they're knocked out. And when they wake up, they're ready to go in the morning. So that's going to be your lion. The next one we have is the bear. So we have the bear and the bear makes up about 50% of the population. Now your bear is going to be your team player. They are your supporters. They are the ones that are ready to, you know, pick up the missing pieces when the lion comes back or the wolf heads out. So the bear is really in between. Now, how do you know if you're a bear? Well, bears love food. You love those carby foods. You love to snack throughout the day. Like you are the foodie. Okay. (laughs) You're also just that natural team player. You get along well with people. You love to socialize. You like to be around others. You like to have a group of individuals to be around. You're also typically more friendly and more of the agreeable type of person. The bear is also someone that loves taking naps as well. So they love taking naps throughout the day and the afternoon, and they just like to have those breaks in between. And did you know that the bear is actually the chronotype that most of societal norms will go by. So the reason why we have our work schedules, like say for instance, nine to five, things like that is because it fits that circadian rhythm of a bear because the majority of the population is a bear. So a lot of times people that are bears want to be lions (laughs) because they're like, I want to be the leader. (laughs) I don't want to be the team player. Like, I don't want to be that, you know, Winnie the Pooh bear over there. But yeah, so that's going to be your bear. So bears need lots of sleep. Okay. They need about eight to eight and a half hours of sleep. They need lots of rest. So they will go to bed early and they're going to wake up around normal time. So if you go to bed at midnight, there's no way you're going to get up naturally before 8 a.m. So you need lots of rest. And you're usually the one that hits the snooze button in the morning. If you have an early, you know, morning job or you need that coffee, you need that hit of caffeine to wake you up because that cortisol is just not peaking just yet. It comes a little later after you wake up. And the last one we have is going to be the wolf. Now, as you can imagine, as we've gone through all these other ones, the wolf is going to be your night person. This is the person that goes to bed late. They like to eat late. They get those hits of creativity and thoughts and things like that late in the evening. They might be a little more on the introverted side. They might be a little bit more mischievous. They might get into things a little bit more because they are more the night people. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying 
typically that comes with being more of the wolf type of person. The wolf makes up about 15 to 20% of the population. Now, did you know that we go through these different chronotypes at different ages? So the wolf is most likely going to be at the infant. Most infants are wolves. As we know, they cry at night. They're up at night and they're like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, why are you going to sleep? So the wolf is going to be the infant most of the time. And then it's going to come back around again as the teenager. So the teens are usually in that wolf state as well. As you notice, they usually stay up super late, you know, things like that. So we actually hit both of these chronotypes at different age groups. But from about 21 to 60, we are pretty much anchored into our natural chronotype. So if you're a lion, you know, in your early 20s, 30s, you're, you're a lion. Like that's who you are. If you're a dolphin, if you know you're a little bit more of the perfectionist type of person, more analytical, more of the light sleeper, that's, that's where you are. And you know, if you're a bear, if you love taking naps and eating food and relaxing most of the time, then you're going to be a bear for the majority of your life. And so those are the four different chronotypes. Now, did any of those resonate with you? Do you feel like without having all the structures of, you know, life placed upon you or different pressures of work or things like that, do you feel like you are gravitating to one over the other? So going through, just to break down one more time, For the chronotypes, the dolphins make up 10% of the world's population. Lions make up 15 to 20% of the population. Bears make up 50% of the population. And wolves make up 15 to 20% of the population. So as you can see that some of these may resonate with you depending on your personality and what you feel like you naturally gravitate towards. So for me, I feel that I am most likely going to be a dolphin. I cannot have any lights on at night. I mean, even if it's just like this tiny little LED light, like on the TV, I can't have any of that. It's got to be super dark. It's got to be quiet, all those things. And I need my rest. (laughs) If I don't get enough sleep, oh, it's really bad. It's really, really bad. And I can tend to be a little bit more anxious, but I've really worked with myself and I've learned a lot of great coping techniques and mechanisms to really help with keeping that under control. But I also feel that I could be a bear. I love taking naps. I love food. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm that neurotic. (laughs) So I kind of found myself in between being a dolphin and a bear. I would love to be a lion so that I can really peek upon my success. But I think I'm going to live between being a dolphin and a bear. But ultimately, I do think that I... If I have to choose between the two, I'm most likely going to be a dolphin. I do find that most of the things that I have learned about those chronotypes aligns with me as far as being a dolphin. I don't sleep super late, you know, unless I'm sick or super fatigued. Like if I haven't slept well in a few days, then I will sleep a lot more. So those are the breakdowns of those different ones. Now, let's go over 
What are the best times? What are the best times of day for each one? Well, for a dolphin, the best time to take advantage of your brain's activity as far as brainstorming or thinking of new ideas or kind of coming up with anything new is going to be between the times 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. So really in the morning is when your brain is super activated and it has a lot of time for you to engage in creativity. But then you also get a second chance to bank on that brainstorming time, which is going to be between 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. So those are another times of a window that you can take advantage of brainstorming, utilizing your mind, for just making sure that you're active and creating ideas. The best times for you to wake up as a dolphin, it's going to be around 6 to 6.30 a.m. It's the best time for you to wake up and then working out uh, maybe about an hour or two after you wake up, getting your brain alert and awake and all those things. Your cortisol kind of starts to peak a little bit after you wake up, maybe about 30 minutes or so after you wake up. It's not immediately. It really depends on your quality of sleep. So the best thing for a dolphin to know is to get the best sleep possible. So fortunately and unfortunately, you are not the type to just completely doze off with no problem. And you know, it's easy for you to get rest. You really have to put a lot of effort in to getting the best rest. So invest in some really comfortable sheets, comfortable pajamas, comfortable bed, comfortable pillows. Make sure your room is really set up for the best amount of rest. You don't want a lot of clutter, things stimulating your mind on a regular basis. You want it to be nice and calming for you so it's easy to fall asleep. So that is going to be my best advice for a dolphin. If you want to take advantage of your time and to feel good is to get the best rest possible. And I know it's difficult, especially if you suffer from anxiety, but it's just because you are overstimulated. So making sure you're working out well, getting enough exercise will help to really get some of that energy out. Also keep in mind the best time to learn something new for a dolphin is going to be between times 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. So you have a long window of taking in new information. So if you want to learn something new, tune in and listen or read or whatever the case may be between times 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. That's when your brain is going to be a sponge and it's really going to soak in that information. And you also have the best mood in the afternoon to the evening. So that's when you're going to be the happiest. That's when your body's going to release the most serotonin. You're going to feel good and all those things. So that's going to be kind of the best time for you to really take advantage of. So that is what I have to share upon the dolphin. So if you're a dolphin, you know, just invest in your sleep, feel really good about getting that proper rest, being calm, put your mind at ease. I know you are one of those super intelligent beings that has a lot of brain activity happening. So it might be a little challenging for you. But keep in mind that when you get the best rest, at least at six and a half hours of sleep, you're good. You are so good. Just take advantage of those times and you'll be a-okay. And the best times for you to be most productive is going to be between 8 a.m. 
to about 11 a.m. That's really your best window to be super productive. And then you could pick up that time again in the afternoon, possibly between about 2 to 5 p.m. around that time. So really think between those hours of when you're most productive. Let's move to the lion. So as we know, you're the morning people. If you're a lion, you're a morning person. Everything's great in the morning. The morning is your domain. So the best time for you to wake up is going to be about between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. You know, 6 a.m. is kind of late for a lion. Honestly, the golden time for a lion is going to be about 5 to 5.30 you're going to get up, you have a lot of cortisol. So you want to burn that energy, go out, get some exercise, whatever you want to do, that's going to be active. That's the time you want to utilize it is in the morning. You're going to be in a good mood in the morning when you wake up, you're just like the happy go lucky person Like everybody wants to be around. You're high fiving people, you're motivated, everything like that. The best time for you to learn is going to be between 8am and noon. So you're really just going to dominate between that morning time. So 4 a.m. to about mm, 1 p.m. is really your time. And then after that, you can focus on, you know, kind of tending to yourself or self-care, anything like that towards the afternoon and the evening and getting that proper rest, going to bed around 9 to 10 p.m. so that you can be ready to take on the day in the morning. And for the lion, the best times for you to really brainstorm is going to be between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. And then again at 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. Next up, we've got our bear. So the bear is going to possibly wake up. The best time for you is going to be about 7 to 7.30 a.m. That's your best time to wake up. But anytime between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m., which means you most likely need to go to bed between 9 and 10 p.m. because you, my friend, need lots of rest. The bear needs lots of rest. You might be prone to taking a nap in the middle of the day, taking your little nap, getting some good food, those good carbs that you love. Um, But between 6am and 8am is when your brain is most active. And then again, between 9pm and 11pm. So for the bear, the best time to utilize your brain is going to be between 6am and 8am. And then again at 9pm to 11pm. But just make sure that you're getting enough rest. So you're not super tired in the morning, we want to make sure you get plenty of sleep. You are in the best mood in the mid afternoon. So this is going to be more of your 2 p.m., 3 p.m. type of person where you're going to feel really, really good up until the early evening. So between 2 to about 6 p.m. is when you're in your best mood. That's when you're really happy, you're feeling good, and you're really pleasant to be around. The best time for you to learn is going to be between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. That's when your brain is most open to receiving information. So if you need to learn something new, if you need to learn anything, definitely take note between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. It's going to be your best time to learn something. And for the wolf, you are the night person. So your domain is night 
time. So everything for you is going to be later in the day. The best time for you to wake up is going to be between 7am and 9am. And you might be thinking, I told you I'm a night person. (laughs) But let's just say, you know, you still have to kind of navigate with society just a bit. Your brain is actually most active between those hours of 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. And then again, between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. So just figure out your best sleep schedule in between that. I know you tend to eat a lot late at night. Really a heavy meal at night is the you know most of the time that you like to eat. And also you're going to be in the best mood between late afternoon and late evening. So this is going to be mostly between about 5 p.m. to about 10 p.m. You're really going to be the life of the night party. The best time for you to learn is going to be between 5 p.m. and 12 a.m. So 5 p.m. to midnight is the best time that your brain really soaks up that information. So really to take in whatever you want to learn between those times. So if you need to tune in at night and get active and do other things that you need to do to really get the most of your time, do that. But did you know that the worst time for everyone to really be able to utilize your brain and to have that good thinking power is going to be between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. That's the worst time for your brain to try to come up with new ideas and new information and to brainstorm and be creative. So keep that in mind because that's actually the bulk of our workday. And usually when people are asking us, hey, what do you think of this? Or, hey, can you do this? Or, what should we do for this? That's usually when our brain is the lowest in our activity. So try to take advantage of creating your ideas or your thoughts earlier in the day or the night before, the previous day before. Jot them down, write them down, take note of them, keep them somewhere. And then when it comes to the times of 11 a.m. or 3 p.m. or the bulk of your workday, if you're working for someone else or even working for yourself, bring those ideas at that time. So that's when you're actually going to share your ideas, not actually coming up with ideas when you're put on the spot. So always be thinking of something new, always think of something that you can contribute between those best brainstorming hours to really get the maximum potential of your brain and share it later. It's going to make you look really, really good. You're going to be very successful that way. So always think ahead. I think that's the biggest thing. When you know better, you do better. So take advantage of the best schedule for yourself and try to apply these things to you and then take it from a standpoint of applying them for the next following day. So whatever you do today should be future oriented for tomorrow or for the following week. So really try to Think more along those lines versus just getting by or doing something, you know, piece by piece or day by day. That is my best advice for you. So overall, those are all the chronotypes and really the best times to wake up, the best times to go to sleep, the best times to take advantage of your day. So why is it that our brain is most active when we first wake up or within that first hour that we wake up? 
And it's because our prefrontal cortex of our brain is most activated after we've had that REM sleep and our brain has had time to really process a lot of information. That's when our brain is most active. So take advantage of that. And then again, it's going to be active in that second portion of the day after we've gone through our own circadian cycles, we've had enough food and all these things, then it's going to be reactivated again because it has everything that it needs. So I want you all to keep that in mind. Definitely check out the book, The Power of When, so you can learn even more about the best times to do things according to your own chronotype. Definitely try out all of them and see which works if you're having difficulty with what resonates with you. And just really Pay attention to your family as well. Pay attention to your parents. What are their patterns? When do they wake up? When do they fall asleep? Are they night people? Are they morning people, etc.? So I hope that you all enjoyed this. I found it to be extremely interesting and I can't wait to learn more and share more with you. I will definitely be incorporating chronotypes and different times that you should, you know, wake up and different things like that in future episodes. So it's really great that you caught this information now so that later on down the road, when I mention these things, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heartblend Podcast.